Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Claw and the King podcast. I am joined my, by my co-host, Oscar. How are you doing, my friend? Yep, I'm pretty good. Um, on this fine Friday. Is it Friday? No. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is a Friday. It, um, is. it is a Friday. Yes, obviously we've switched seats. I thought we might change it up. Um, yeah, why have we switched sporadic. seats? Uh, just sporadic. Just sporadic, is that the reason? Yeah, just for Anyway, moving on, moving on to the more important topics. You're usually the sort of guider into our opening. Well, I, I guess we can... We'll just get it out of the way at the start because it, it'll be repetitive, but we'll just get the, the It's United. not repetitive, I'd say. I, I would say it's repetitive. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, but you're not passionate so enough about it, so you don't understand well, the pain that I go through on a daily basis thinking about it. Uh, but I anyway, did. that's probably, I, I'm assuming it's the Manchester United talk. Yeah. Um, terrible result on the weekend, losing 4-0 to Brentford. Um, I stayed up to watch it. What time was it? 2.30 in the morning. Um, I stayed up, you know. As you a just get your Z's, man. There's no point staying up. Like anymore. any Manchester United fan would. Um, and I saw four goals going on net against Brentford in the opening 35 minutes. And I was just sat there going... How is what has happened? What on earth has happened to this football club? Did you, um, did you watch Goldbridge live? Oh my god! Yeah, he got so many. He got like hundred forty thousand. You got one hundred forty thousand. <laughs> I'm like, what the? Uh, it must be his most viewed uh, stream. But yeah, it, it it's so depressing to watch. I mean, to see Ronaldo out there just being able to do absolutely nothing um, in a graveyard shift, uh, essentially, um, while the Glazers just refuse um, to back Manchester United. And news came out probably two days ago, a day ago now, that we were in for Casemiro. Um, obviously, top quality player, um, but clearly panic, uh, a panic buy by the Glazers. And no coincidence that it happens directly after there have been reports that Sir Jim Ratcliffe, um, a British billionaire who's worth about $20 billion, offered to buy the club. So as soon as Manchester United fans are starting to organise protests, and as soon as Manchester United fans... Um, are supporting a new owner and they're mad at the Glazers and the, the stock price, uh, prices are falling. As soon as that happens, guess what happens? Uh, the Glazers are just make sure Manchester United are rumoured with every player on the planet. Um, and, and so far, I think uh, Casemiro is the only one that's stuck so far. There's a couple other rumours like going in back in for Anthony, which is just embarrassing, for about $80 million. Uh, It's just like, oh my God. 79 overall isn't worth 80 million. Yeah, okay, this guy, just <laughs> he views players solely on their FIFA rating, so apparently Harry Maguire the only is... way to do it. Harry Maguire is five overall points better than Anthony. In yeah, your well, Harry, Harry Maguire is going to get a downgrade this year, but... Yeah, and, and Scott McTominay's better than him as well. I, he's an 81 on FIFA, so let's say FIFA's just not that accurate, is it? Um, but anyway, it it's just so depressing to see. And we've got Liverpool this week. I mean, imagine what they're going to do to us. If we're well, losing four nil to Brentford, they haven't won a game yet. So. I know, but if we're losing four nil to Brentford, it, I mean, surely it's seven. It, surely, however, there are planned protests which I fully support. I want, I don't want it to be violent, but a message thrown. I, I wouldn't mind a bit of maybe damage. A, maybe a couple of people could get hurt. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, not deathly hurt, but maybe a well severely hurt. <laughs> what, what, what severe are we talking about? Broken ankle or... Oh, I don't know. In hospital, at least. Oh, hospital. <laughs> Jeez. Well, the yeah. The Glazers, they even in England? No. They're never in England, mate. They're in well, Yanktown. But the board would probably be there. They might be there. I don't know. But there is a plan... Eric Ten Hag, he's a disease. 
Yeah, no, it's, it it's just... Be... Well, it was naivety from him. I mean, he played a midfield of Ericsson, um, Fred, Mate, he's and Bruno. he's Maguire and Martinez and sitting Varane on the bench. Yeah, but apparently the rumours are that Maguire's going to be benched, which is hallelujah. But anyway, I just wanted to comment on how the Glazers are clearly doing everything they can to keep control of this football club. Um, and we're linked to a private... Equ- they're trying to sell a minority stake instead of selling the club and being good people and understanding that they're failing miserably at the job of being owners of Manchester United. They're deciding to sell a minority stake to Apollo, whose owner or CEO is literally in Jeffrey Epstein's book, uh, the book where he keeps all the names of the famous people that allegedly uh, flew. I don't want to get hanged. I don't want to, you know, uh, I don't want you to find me dead somewhere. Uh, because I've been killed by Jeffrey Epstein and the ghost of Jeffrey Epstein, I should say. But anyway, the, the point is, the fact that we're linked with a rumoured paedophile uh, to be our new owner of the football club, it's quite well, it's embarrassing. In, it's, in, it's in line with what yeah, you, yeah, where United are at. Sounds about right. It's about expected. Yeah. Uh, we're that bad morally at this point. And I just wanted to say, I, I thought of an interesting analogy. I want you to sort of comment on it. Now... The JFK assassination. You, are you? What's your belief on that? Who do you believe killed JFK? Um, I think he just got sniped. You think he just got sniped? The, who was who's the main suspect? Lee Harvey Oswald. I don't know the name of the dude, but I think Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay, I just said him. it to you. Sure. Yeah, but I don't know if we're talking about the same person. JFK. Yeah, the, the president. JFK. Yes. Okay. Well. Okay. Anyway. So. The general consensus, I think, from people nowadays is that the CIA killed him, essentially. I don't know. No, that's oh, well, yeah, I don't think. I think it was just a, a guy by himself. Well, you're a sheep and you know nothing. A sheep, um, a sheep would be anyway, the CIA if there's a general consensus. No, well, the, ge- the general consensus now is there is some form of conspiracy involved in the murder of JFK. Um, and I think it just Honestly, reminded me of that. Anyway, it was just, I made it, this is a quick analogy. I compared it that situation to the Glazers right now. And the fact that nobody within the club is willing to uproot the Glazers and nobody within uh, government well, during the time of JFK they? was willing to expose the truth because they're a part of it. And the fact that... Yeah, but how can you fire your boss? Exactly. It doesn't really work like but that. It, there's no leadership. There's no one correcting these people on what to do. John Murtagh is just accepting, uh, and the David, not David Gill, but John Mercer and all the people on the board, and it's just everyone is accepting mediocrity because they don't want to get caught out for being wrong, and they don't want to sell, they don't want to do the right thing, even take a massive amount of money, because if they do, then all their mates will get fired. You think the director of football is going to stay? You think anybody in the management or scouting or recruitment any of those guys are going to stay if new, new ownership comes in. Guaranteed, they know. all get the door. Absolutely everyone gets the door. And we got Phil Jones was going to be a CDM this week. I mean, so it was just ridiculous, the news cycle um, that the Glazers spun this week and just tried to get the uh, Man United fans off the fact that we're a shambles and then they're ruining the, that they're, they are ruining the football club. Um, so, yeah, I, we could go over the general fixtures if you want or... Um, Obviously, Liverpool, Darwin Nunes, he ruined my fantasy Premier League. Uh, Why do you have him? Well, he was cheap. <laughs> um, and I thought, you know what? He's in a Liverpool team that's going to get a lot of goals. He looks terrible. He looks like Lukaku. Let's be real here. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, he got minus two on my FPL team because he got a red card. So F that guy, I sold him straight away. I didn't even wait for the week to be finished. I was like, Harlan, get in my team, baby. Um, what, so you could have afforded Harlan? No, I couldn't, but I, I had two free transfers. So I transferred out Son, who'd been also crap. And I brought in Madison, I think. Yeah, but, so, Son, yeah, but Son will come good. Uh, maybe. I, I think it's going to be a lot more shared this season at Tottenham. I wouldn't get into Tottenham players because there's a lot more firepower at Tottenham. So the goals, I think, are going to be a lot more centralised. But anyway, that's by the by. Uh, Liverpool, we've got coming up, but they look dodgy. Man City looked look dominant. They, they didn't face a great team, but albeit, but they looked dominant. Arsenal, Gabby Jesus, he's turning into Jesus. I mean, the guy was on fire. Yeah, he's, he scored like that chip goal. It was ten. It was like a finesse kind of chip. Yeah, it, it was it, like an accidental goal. Uh, maybe I don't know, <laughs> but he looks really good. He's in my FPL team as well. Got nineteen points, solid. Um, but yeah, it, Arsenal look really solid. Uh, Tottenham. It was a very controversial game. Cucurella's hair. He got kind of. If you had long hair, he's kind of that kind of hair. So um, Romero tugged his hair. Uh, the Chelsea's left back's hair in the, in the penalty box, and Tottenham scored from that. Uh, corner. So it was a bit dodgy of a finish, and Anthony Taylor is quite notoriously yeah, against was that, Chelsea. Was, was that the coaches going at each other? Yeah, that were, and then Tuchel and Conte were giving each other a good old firm handshake yeah. at the end, which was great to see. They got like I don't know what sort of discipline disciplinary they look so thing. Unco. Well, Tuchel like, does. He looks, Tuchel un- looks like that you. was the most unco attempted fight I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but it was it looked like you Tuchel. Uh, I wouldn't look like that. You look like Tuchel. No. A bit. You do. He's skinnier than me. Yeah, maybe. Um you, you couldn't really lift ten kilo dumbbells there, but and fifteen. It, okay, there's by the by. By the by. Um so yeah, what what other major games? Um nothing else really that comes to me. It was just a. it was really hard to watch any other games once you saw Manchester United flop and flail. Um, but yeah, anyway, in terms of next week, I fully support a protest against the Glazers. I think every Man United fan should unite against them. Um, and I think we can make our voices heard. And I wouldn't mind if the game was cancelled. Now, in saying that, the game's at five o'clock in the morning here. So it's not like I'd be, I'll probably be watching it later anyway. Um, I think that's fair to say. But uh, I, I would fully support a cancellation of that game and we can shut the Glazers out. And I just wonder what Casemiro would be thinking. If he's if he's he, he's not going to be ready, I don't think. Well, he's thinking. You know what? I've won four Champions Leagues. I'm just going to happily waste the end of my career and enjoy. Well, he's, get, he's getting paid 350 grand a week, apparently. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, just, I'm happily going to waste my career. Necessarily, what I mean. I mean, like, if he's in attendance, he w- he won't be playing. But if he's in attendance and he's just watching a full on protest <laughs> go on, and he's like, uh, "What have I? I, I should be reading the news, maybe." Uh, Fred, Fred, <laughs> <laughs> my Brazilian team. Well, that's a funny thing is Fred and Casemiro actually play together in the yeah. Brazilian national team, um, and they oh, apparently have a really. How good does Fred connection. make the Brazilian team? The guy's a weird fella, isn't he? Half the time he looks like he's from Stoke, the other half of the time he's the reincarnation of Pele. It, it's fabulous to see sometimes and treacherous to see um, the other time. So, yeah, I don't know what we're going to get out of Fred. Obviously, Casemiro is a world-class CDM. I'm happy that he's coming. But the most important thing is that the Glazers are doing this and spending... Look how quick it's taken to get Casemiro. We were linked with him two days ago and he'll probably sign tomorrow. De Jong is going on for 15 weeks. I, I mean, we were negotiating Anthony for seven weeks. I mean, what kind of... 
idiots do they think we are? They just pissing about. What do you think? What do you think? If you're the director of football at Manche- Manchester United, what do you think they're doing on a daily basis? Do you think they're just walking into the offices? Well, oh, busy seeing... day today. Um, what should I do? Well, there's. Uh, have you watched the Arsenal doc? Yeah, I have. I haven't seen the last two episodes, but it seems like the whole club is run by three people. Well, the, that Brazilian dude is mate that sits in the corner. Man of his United, office. there's so much <laughs> politics going on. There's so many people getting stupid money for doing nothing. You've got to get permission from this guy, that guy, this guy, uh, some American geezer, banker geezer. You've got to get his permission to sign a player. You've got to get the opinion of uh, an investment banker from Nepal or whatever. I don't know. You've got to get so much. There's so many people that are trying to do one simple thing. And I think Arsenal have figured it out. You simplify it, you get simple roles. You get a director of football, you get a CEO, you get a coach that's all on the same page, that all wants the same players. And I think that th- th- they've shown th- how unified that squad is because only three people are making decisions. And I think that's a smart sort of uh, approach. But uh, my question to you is, what do you think the director of football does at Manchester United? Do you think he's... Um, I don't know, makes a lot of phone calls. To who, though? Like, well, he's not doing anything. He must be talking to someone in Barcelona. Is He, he might be... I think he's been to Barcelona a couple of times. Maybe he's just going there for the... For the culture, I don't know. Maybe he's going out in the town or just a, for a couple of restaurants. Know, maybe just polishing up. He's got to be talking to someone if you got if you're going to be linked for three months. Apparently not. I mean, it's been going on for three months. They figured out the the transfer fee reasonably quickly. The contract is going on for that long anyway. Um, but that, that's my Manchester United rant for the week. Uh, it should be, we should it should be called a weekly segment at this point. It's like Ollie's. Well, tantrum. what are you going to do if when they eventually score a, a, a Premier League point? I don't know. Maybe throw a party. If, that, that if they if they record a draw, that is a fantastic result. But I don't think it's too controversial to say that Manchester United could get relegated this season or next season. Nah. Well, I said it last week. Oh, we we are the worst could. team in the Premier League right now, by far. Who could you name another Premier League team that would lose four nil to Brentford? I don't know. Could you name another championship team that could lose 4-0 to Brentford? I don't know. No. QPR. Q- I, I think QPR would do better than us. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an absolute shambles. And I think it's probably going to be... What's your score prediction for the weekend, by the way? I haven't asked. 5-0. Uh, 5-0? Actually, 5-1. 5-1. Who's scoring? Ronnie. Two. And, he, and we're going to be 5-0 down. He's going to score in the 88th minute and he's going to celebrate like he's just won the Champions League. Lovely. <laughs> it's going to be the biggest sue you've ever seen. <laughs> the whole crowd is going to go nuts. Oh, all the 20 people are in there because yeah. the whole stadium will empty. But yeah, that's moving on. We're keeping Scott McTominay though. That's great. Selling James Garner, our only promising good talented player in the midfield. We're selling him for nothing, for 10 million. We're keeping McTominay. Make it make sense. Anyway, moving on. Moving on, um, we'll we'll switch to the NRL NRL news this week. Um, NRL news is just it's always not to do with the sport. It's always off field stuff. Um, but this week, um, our mate Kalen up in Newcastle, he's he's coming to the, the headlines. Do we know him that well, well? I think we would be mates if we met. Um, he goes to he goes your your sibling goes to university around that area. So what in Newcastle? Has your sibling seen Kalen Ponga on the town? Obviously, no. he's obviously going out every week because he's going out when his team no, plays. She but hasn't, but well, um, yeah, he's him and Kurt Mann were filmed in a bathroom 
while the team was playing and getting their asses handed just, to them. He was being it. sick, you know. He was it, it was the nearest establishment that he could find. Well, he was throwing up profusely. Yeah, so he he bought a new house apparently, and, and it is time to celebrate. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's celebrate. It's red panty night, boys. We've bought a house, um, <laughs> but. The th- but he's a captain of the club and he's not watching his team play. Yeah, that's that's the worst part of it yeah. for me. Is the like, cocaine's fine. Who cares if, about that, If you're going to be... Everyone does that. Who cares? Yeah, if you're not going to go up to... Were they playing Brisbane? I'm not too sure. I think They were out of Sydney for sure. But um, if you're not going to go with the club... At least watch it on yeah, TV. At, at least put it... I'm sure you've got a nice TV in that new house. At least turn it on <laughs> and give it a geese. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Newcastle, obviously, they... Their club is complete shambles. They are in the bin right now. Um, and the the dude that did the press conference basically said nothing. Um, Peter Parr. Yeah, he was like, we're not going to punish him until we know for sure, which is just bullshit. Mate. Massive cop out. Well, um, it's one of... Is it one of two things or one of three things? What they were doing. Yeah. Well, they, they could have been giving each other handies. That's a possibility. Um, they could have been p- doing a sword fight. Uh, it's not a sort of an abstract concept on a night. They out. could have been doing cocaine. Yeah, I th- is it, are those are three options. Maybe, maybe they were watching the game on their phones. They were that addicted to it. They just wanted to watch it yeah. in a quiet or, place. They could hear the commentary. That could be it. Or they, he could have been throwing up. Yeah. Now that's probably the least likely out of the four scenarios. But the thing is, the results won't be sort of brought no, out. The results of the drug test are not recorded. And now, I saw a thing that the RLPA is saying. Um, they want to can drug tests altogether because they think it's unfair to to test these people. Who's running the NRLPA? Ben Barber. Yeah. It, well, obviously, Kalen's got on the mic to his mate down whoever whoever's running it and said, <laughs> "Lad, they're, they're they're testing me. I wasn't doing anything. I was just having a few drinks." And they've got no Kalen. Don't worry, man. <laughs> Don't you worry. You will not have to take another drug test for the rest of your life. If I have anything to say about it. Well, to be fair, how how many what percentage of NRL players do you reckon are on the the Gary Ablets, the I Benny Barbers? I don't know. I'd I'd like to think not many people. I think I'm in the minority of people that think that. But um, yeah, I mean, I like to think the best in people. But well, it's not like you know. doing cocaine makes you a bad person. But no, but well, it does if you're a professional athlete. Well, the uh, the thing is, the cocaine <laughs> thing isn't even the most bad part. We've touched on it a bit. That's not even the worst part. It's the fact that. You're the club captain, right? You're the club yeah. captain. And you've, you've just been ruled out for the season because your head is is jelly. And it's not a, you can't even be bothered to not even go with the team and watch the game and support them in person. You can't even be bothered to watch it on TV. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And also, like, alcohol is terrible for concussions. Like, it's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Um, it's probably not even concussed at this point, though. The Knights were like, well... No, yeah, probably not. And also, he, like, it's clear that he does not care about the Knights at all. He plays unbelievably for Queensland yeah. and plays terribly for Newcastle. It's like the opposite of mm. Panthers players. Absolutely yeah. terrible and, for Newcastle And he, apparently he wants to go to the World Cup for Australia at the end of the year. No. Um, he should not be picked. And I'm sure he'll play amazingly at that if he gets picked. Um, but yeah, he pre- probably shouldn't get picked. Dylan Edwards is easily better than him. Yeah, said so no one ever. But uh, yeah, it's a very disappointing <laughs> scenario for Kalen Ponga. No fans. one's talking about Kurt Mann, though. Well, he's kind of getting away with it. Yeah. Well, he's not going to be in a job, <laughs> though, is he? They're not, they're, everyone's just being a bit sympathetic. He's like, well, <laughs> he's getting sacked, isn't he? 
He wasn't. No, he's not going to get sacked. He wasn't good enough to be in the team anyway. He is in the team. Well, he w- to play. I mean, he was barely playing at the, at the. No, he's like one of their best players. Mm. I mean, that's not saying much. They have no good players. Well, I think they've got good players, but I just think the, no. They, I think it. They do, it I think it does highlight mm. the the problem with culture there. I think that yeah. Apparently, they, apparently they don't train well or anything. They they all walk around like they're in the joint. Well, um, again, that you shouldn't have made Kalen Pong. Kalen Pong is not a captain. Yeah, but you've you kind of have to because he's your best player, and you're giving him a million a year. Yeah, well, I guess, but I mean, you do have veterans in that team. Like, yeah, you, could but Tyson like, Frizzell not be a like, captain? I could Gagai not be a captain? Yeah, but you don't want to have a captain for for a year. Like Gagai, what his next year is probably going to be his last year. Frizzell, same thing. I can't see him playing much longer. Um, mm. right, um, it's Saifidi. I'm sure there's. People in that club that they, would be better suited they, to leadership roles. We don't know them. Like they behind the scenes, they must not be good leaders. Those guys. Uh, well, obviously, <laughs> I mean they they've got probably one of the best forward packs in the league on paper. They've got Kalen Ponga. They've got well, he's not a forward, but yeah, I know. But I'm talking about uh, in terms of their backs. Maybe they don't have the best six and seven, but they still got great outside backs, and they've got well, Bradman uh, Best Ponga. has fallen off a cliff. Well, yeah, he was the most talented center in the league. I don't think he's done. Has he even like made a line break this entire season? I can't. Yeah. I can't remember. It. Yeah, he was like an eight when he burst onto the scene as an eighteen-year-old. He was seen as a, like an Origin player that year. Never mind in the future. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's uh, disappointing if you're a Knights fan. Apparently, they got a according to Buzzy Boy, my favorite journal out there. Um, he they've apparently got a good under twenty ones team. But then Kenzie was like, "Mate, if they're not playing State Cup at twenty one, they're garbage." Um, so, yeah, apparently they've got some decent youngsters coming through, but obviously they, multiple networks have touched on it, the fact that they let Karaz go, they let Meany go. Um, so they've let a couple of good, talented young players go from that system. But then again, do you think they would have succeeded in that system? If you've got a guy as talented as Bradman Best that can't succeed, it's like Man United. If you've yeah, got just, so much talented yeah, the, players... The, the club is just is ruined. Um yeah, I don't know, and it's because last two years they were they played finals last two years after they won three wooden spoons in a row. Yeah, and then Mitchell Pierce signed, and they played finals for two years, and then for some reason this year they let Mitchell Pierce go. He was why? still contracted. Why? This year. Why would you do that? That's yeah, that turned out to be the one of the worst decisions. Well, it's, um, it's not like you've got like a world class like like no, Sam Walker no, coming through ev- the ranks. Well, everyone was saying. Oh, Jake Clifford, the savior. Oh my <laughs> god. I'm like I've watched this guy play at the Cowboys for three years and he is horrendous. Did not, I mean the Cowboys finished second last every year Jake Clifford was yeah, playing. And the and the like, oh we've got Adam Clune to pair him with. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was like the worst half in the league when he played for the Dragons. Yeah. So I don't know what they were thinking there. And well, apparently they they thought they had Luke Brooks coming. Um, Again, not but, like uh, an outstanding player. Yeah. Also, and then there's a lesson in don't let someone go until you've signed his replacement. <laughs> um, well, he's told us that he's coming, so let's just let the best part of the yeah. club go. It's fine. Yeah. It was ridiculous that they let Mitch Pierce go, and I think they're definitely paying for it now. And, so. well, and also underrated, they let Connor Watson go. Um, well, I don't think it was more let go. They offered him to stay, but well, he took less money they, at the Roosters. Well, yeah, they didn't offer him enough to entice him, obviously, but... Yeah. Um, I think that's. I think Connor was probably the main locker room guy in that team. Well, uh, he had. A he gr- seems like a guy yeah. that just. Well, he had a great, obviously, 
friendship with Kalen because they have a podcast yeah. together. I think, and I, so. I think that's why he left because he realized this team does not care about footy enough. I don't know. I, I, I just think well, that... Well, I think I th- something's gone on. Well, I don't know. He's obviously a fantastic player. I think it's more the player in the middle of the field that he met, that they miss. That guy that could connect the back, uh, the front forwards and the, um, the forwards and the backs. I, I think he was great at sort of a lock position for them last year. Um, and sort of that... Sort of yeah, I, I think the they very, definitely miss him on the field, but clearly off the field is where the issues yeah. are for that team. Um, and I think he's gone, am I going to waste my career here with these guys that don't... That winning a premiership is not their highest priority. Making a million dollars is. Mm. Um, so, you know, he's done the good thing. Well, I guess the right thing, gone to the back to the Roosters. And they're on hot streak right now, baby. Right yep, hot very hot, very hot. So, moving on. Moving on, what was the second? Oh, yeah, Manly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not on the streets, as you would say. I wouldn't Are call you? myself a, a member of a gang. Oh, I, I, that, I thought you meant you were for the streets. And uh-huh. Never mind, never mind. I was thinking something completely different. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, well, yeah, so I'm not one to sort of speak on from experience in these situations, but... Uh, obviously, what, what are you talking about? You're the most gangster guy I know. What are you talking? Look at you. Your glasses, Jewish, curly hair. You've got a I'm West Side. That's American, yeah, you know, isn't it? Yeah, that's the only one I know. Okay, um, <laughs> but uh, clearly very gangster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously, uh, if you didn't know, uh, Manasseh Fainu, former Manly Seagulls player, stabbed a guy. Uh, yeah, he's now been convicted guilty of stabbing. Um, Again, another terrible decision for Manly. They let Api Corusau go for this guy, and uh, now he is in jail. So, well, apparently he was very talented. I don't think. Well, it's yes, he was talented, but he's also a uh, stab criminal. So, yeah. Well, it, it was talked about on three hundred and sixty, obviously, but they were who were who were the players that did? So the it was Ola Kawatu. Yeah. Um, when he scored a try, he did a six-one, uh, I think, which is. Something the area where code, they're yeah. from, um, uh, but didn't he sit out because of the the LGBTQ? Yeah, show? he was. So yeah, he was one of the seven that sat out. That makes sense. So God doesn't like God gay does people. not like gays, but he loves stabbers. <laughs> he loves murderers, <laughs> but he hates gay people. Well, no, well, yeah. Obviously, these guys think that he's innocent. Um, did the guy not have I stab mean, wounds, he, or he, has, he, he has, just made it up? He, <laughs> like he, he has been sentenced to a, a prison sentence, so it's. Found guilty. Slightly difficult to believe that now at this point, but um, yeah, I I don't know. It's just kind of weird, and it's 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 I don't know. They definitely shouldn't be doing it on TV. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just it's a weird look to support well, someone that's. Just I mean, it's a very jail. American thing. I you see it in. Uh, but even, even still, say if um, say if Anthony Davis stabbed someone. And he's gone to jail. Do you think LeBron would be it'd showing be, uh, his support to Anthony Davis? No, publicly? because he'd be overjoyed that he left the team. He'd be like, "Thank God!" <laughs> I this think, yeah, I think, he, I left. think he would be like, "I'm done with this guy." Yeah. Well, I think it's different. Also, they, those guys are mo- like the faces of the sport. I, I think um, if Tedesco had done it in support of him, it'd be a bit. It'd be a massive story. But I think because those guys aren't really major guys, and they were obviously probably really close mates with him. Um, it's a bit more underground, but yeah, I, I, I don't like it. I think, I, I don't really hate the gang sign part of it. You know, the, the throwing up whatever the but area yeah, code but it, is. But it's like, it's, it's, um, 
contributing to gang violence and all is that it? sort of stuff. Yeah, in the West, there's massive issues. Well, um, yeah, obviously there's massive issues going on right now, but is throwing up hands on in front of a camera on NRL on the NRL. yeah because it puts it on TV and it's like I love I. I love this area. This is where I'm from. If you come, well, to yeah, us, creating that gang sort of turf it, war. Sort it's of us feel. against you. It's us against the world. Well, I understand that sentiment. Um, I don't think they had the feeling of gang. I think that's. I think they were just more trying to. It was like a simple way of representing him clearly. Or yeah, well, because yeah. they can't say his name into the camera because they don't pick up the name. But I think that. Well, they could have just written his name on the, on the wrist and done the. Yeah, I think that's obviously viable, but it's a bit interesting. I, I obviously don't. I don't think you sh- anyone should like it, uh, but I'm not too. I'm not. I don't think it's that terrible. I don't think they should be fined or suspended or anything like that. What do you do? Well, you have I, a I would, I'd be happy if he gets suspended. Really? I mean, he's supported. Uh, he's supported a, someone who's a convicted. Well, that's criminal. The, that's the weird thing. I, I, that's probably the more. I, I'm sort of taking it from the viewpoint that it contributes to gang violence. I don't think it does that much, but I think it's kind of weird how the guy's been literally convicted of being, uh, of stabbing someone. And it, it's not like, <laughs> stabbing is kind of easy to prove as well. Like, clearly, the guy has a stab wound in him. Yeah, but um, you, don't, you don't know who stabbed him. It was, it was like, it was a was big... In the dark it was, of it was night, a, you can see him? Well, no, but it was a big, like, gang fight. There was a lot of people there. Oh, okay. Well, if he's innocent, then that's... Well, he's clearly not innocent. Well, according to the law, he's not incident, innocent. But, yeah, I, I think it's a difficult situation. You don't really want to be supporting that publicly. And if you do, you maybe want to put out a sort of message on Instagram to say, <laughs> uh, look, I'm in full support of him. I believe he's innocent, that kind of thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But putting up gang signs in a game um, can be seen as controversial. I can definitely see that. Well, that's very insightful of you. Well, it's not, um, it's not my it's not my expertise. I, d- I don't know if that would contribute to gang violence, or that contributes to the acceptance of it, or the acceptance of turf wars. I'm not. That's not. Uh, I'm not knowledge uh, enough. I don't know enough about that. I think so we should go and experience it. Go and experience it. Where do you want to go? Well, uh, I don't just know. go out west and just yeah. I don't think that's how it works. I think. <laughs> well, we we just conduct interviews on the streets. Con- conduct interviews on the street. Well, we say hello, Mister. That is the biggest like are cultural you, appropriation. Are you I've ever a met member of, of a gang? <laughs> <laughs> Just go to the forest area. And, and, and are you more likely to stab someone following Mr. Hamoli's uh, actions on screen? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if we're ever going to get cancelled, it'd be that video. I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, it's a, it's not cancelable. That yeah, but it's like. You're going up We're to like the poorest areas they, in Sydney and saying, no, but that's, "Mate, but that's are where you a part of a gang." But it's a fact that that's <laughs> it's where such a privileged. Thing. But that's where they are. It's just a fact that that's where they are. Yeah, I mean, and we're asking them if they are members or not. Look, I, I'm we're not just assuming it's not, my, it's not my first choice. Is a video concept. Okay, yeah, whatever. probably we would die doing it, but <laughs> it's for the content, right? It's for the content. Yeah, who's going to kill you when you got a camera on? No one. I think they'd sort of turn the camera off. I don't think no, we got to film with someone who's fast as fuck. You'd have to live stream it. You'd have to. Yeah, that's way smarter. <laughs> yeah. It'll be safe, safe that way. Before we start, someone the, gets no, a knife out and they're like, "No, bro, it's a live stream. It's a live stream." <laughs> before we start the interview, we go. Um, before we start, we are live, so anything you say will be filmed to, and the world will see it. Um, now, are you a gang member? But the funny thing is there's zero viewers so nobody finds out. Yeah, but we say we're, we have a million viewers. I don't think they'd believe us, but... 
Well, well, they just say, "Well, can we can we see?" It's their risk. Anyway, so moving on. Well, <laughs> moving on. Um, finished the NRL chat. Great game last night. Um, and we just touch on the uh, minor premiership being collected for the collected. second time in the last three years by the greatest team of all time. Well, I'm, not, I'm not having this conversation. The Penrith again. Panthers. It's <laughs> just not true, is it? Down on troops. Down on three. Down players. on luck. You've never been down on luck. First the refs time, are always first sucking time you as off. an underdog all year. Joey Johns comes on ch- uh, nine news and says, "I think Rabbitohs are going to win big. I think they're going to roll them." And I'm thinking, "You idiot!" Yeah, I don't think that's. We a come smart out idea. and just absolutely pummel them into the face of the earth. Your boys a hundred dollars. They riches. won in like the last. You won in like the last minute. It wasn't really. A yeah, pummeling. we did, but we should have won by more. Liam Martin dropped the ball over the line twice. But also, Paulo, the winger, was absolutely atro- atrocious and oh. dropped three clear. That's his fault. Uh, he lo- he dropped like two try scoring opportunities right over the line. Well, that's his fault. So it could have been the other way as well. So I don't want to. I don't think it should be a one-sided thing. But yeah, it was impressive. I I think it um to show that that kind of firepower as well. Even though Liam Martin was poor in terms of putting the ball down, he was very good in the game. I thought. Um, it, and I think the other guys stepped up. I don't think your halves. I, well, I th- actually think O'Sullivan played well. O'Sullivan was good. I, Salmon is Salmon, terrible. Yeah, I don't think Salmon. We, we are playing not even just without. He's a weak gun dog. We're playing with handicaps like. If you want to see what a fringe first grader looks like, Jamin Salmon is your guy. Well, Ricky, Ricky just, said it best. Though. He is just so below average; it's it's yeah, ridiculous. I, it, so I don't think. I mean, I know O'Sullivan got a forty twenty. Again, I don't think his kicking game is that good, but he skewed a couple. But it, it's pretty good. I think. It, well, I don't think his long range is that bad. I think his short game is a bit uh, up and down. But that's not the point. I think the fact that you were still be able were able to create points. Against a championship contender without your two main playmakers and your best front rower. I think that's a good a good showing. And yeah, they're looking pretty formidable at the moment. And the only team that can knock them off is the Mighty Chookies. The Mighty Chookies. The Mighty Chooks. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. Obviously, what game is it? What game's are tonight? Tonight or right now, it's Warriors, Cowboys, and then it's Melbourne, Brisbane. Well, I'm hoping Melbourne can win. I. The the thing is, I'm obviously the Chooks fan. I don't want Rabbitohs at all. Every time we play them, they smash us. And I think out of those bottom I four want, things... I want Rabbitohs Roosters week one. And yeah, I want to go to that game. Yeah, because you want the good two of the good teams to knock each other out. No, because I just want to yeah. see them play each other because it'll be a good game. Well, it'll be a good game, yeah. But I'd rather play Brisbane or... Um, what's, what's the other team? Para. Yeah, I'd rather play Brisbane or Para, to be honest, than Rabbitohs. I think Rabbitohs... Always spank us, and I think they're a really solid team right now. Even though they played, I don't think that well. They made a lot of mistakes um, in that game. I, I just think Latrell and Cody well, and that left they're, side, they're, that left side when it's on well, song, yeah, it's, you couldn't even stop it. They had like two two possessions. Dude, Alex Johnson is a cheat code. He's like, a, yeah, I, the, he scored that like, try, like twenty tries in ten games or something. Yeah, the try, I, I think it was in the first half where. Brian Toto looked like he was right there, but Alex Johnson just sprinted around him, and Toto looked like he was running through mud. Yeah. It was ridiculous how fast this guy is, and I didn't rate him a couple he's, of years he's ago. He's going to be the all-time leading try scorer. Uh, how old is he? He's like 27. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he does use a lot of speed to get his opportunity, so he could he's be already, done. He's already... Soon. He's already got 160-something tries. Yeah, well, it's ridiculous how good he is, but... Yeah, like I was saying, the left-sided attack, when you've got Cody Walker, Luttrell, um, and him on song, it's pretty dangerous. So, 
And we've got Momoroski on that side. So <laughs> ever since Momoroski has been good. Yeah, he's been good recently. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear that slander no more. I'm not slandering he's anymore. I love him, Momoroski. He's a he's a he's a great oh, he's a great person. Yeah, now you now you no, see no, him no, on no, a daily no, basis. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna no, tell him, hey Paul. <laughs> I love him. Mm. He's a he's no, he's, he's actually no, to be fair, he's picked up his form a lot recently, and I think the team has as well. Moving on. Moving on. Shifting avenues, shifting countries. To America, Utah America. for this weekend. Big card in the UFC. It's in Utah. Yeah. Who? What idiot came up with that bright idea? I don't know. Let's throw a UFC card in Utah. Obviously, they gave them a lot of money. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> I mean, well, they should maybe give their fighters that money, according to Luke Rockhold. But uh, well, yeah, that that was probably probably the biggest thing coming out of the media press conference. How we. Roasted a full send reporter. I don't know why full send. I, yeah, I hate that guy. Because you see, um, like Nate Diaz slapped that guy as well. Did Nate Diaz slap him? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. Like, I don't mind full send in terms of their podcast content and stuff. I don't hate it. I don't really watch it, but I don't think it's that bad. Um, but the fact that I know they're mates with Dana, but they shouldn't get. Well, yeah, they, they've completely just gotten privileged because of Dana, but. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I think that it's just weird. Yeah. It's, Look just, it's just not I don't hate it. Like, there's these golf TikTokers. I, I forgot what they're called. But they do, they make, like, fun sort of jokey questions in a golf tournament. And I don't mind that because it's golf. Yeah. And it's not contact. When UFC is literally people trying to kill each other in an octagon. And if you're asking, like, taking the piss out of the fighters. I mean, these aren't fucking golfers, mate. That. These are yeah. guys that you, fight you for know, a living. Do you know why Rockhold got mad at him? Well, yeah, because he called one of the he, fighters. It, it, he did gave, like a Mexi- he gave, Mexican thing. Yeah, he gave Cheeto Vera a like a Rey Mysterio mask, like a, a Mexican Mexican mask. Yeah, um, and he's not Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, and it, he made him put it on in the interview. It was really awkward, but um, yeah, and Luke just roasted him for it. Yeah, I mean, he called out Barstool as well. I don't know what Barstool had to do with it. That was a bit uh, left field. But, yeah, it was a really... Uh, probably just wants a sponsorship. But I think... Yeah, but the main thing Luke Rockhold said was he doesn't care about the UFC. He, he just hears because he loves it. And he thinks that... Because I think he was mainly harping on about the bonuses, how the 50K bonus has been the same for 20 years. And they haven't... Well, no, it hasn't. It has increased. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean he was it, used to be, about, it used to be 30, I think. Well, yeah, he's talking about how, the, I think it was a Chuck Liddell fight where the bonuses were 100K or something like that. and um, They've been 60 a few times. Yeah. I, look, I understand. But, mate, Luke, you're not going to win one anyway, yeah. so pipe down. They're in a monopoly. There's no way that any UFC company comes close to the UFC. And they, they've got all the power, so... Yeah, well, and it's, you know, everyone just... Is quick to go, oh, look at Tyson Fury. He makes 10, 15, 20 mil a fight. Um, all he these fights once a year, if yeah, that. All these guys in boxing make so much money. And it's like, when you look at the people on the prelim, they make about $8 each. Yeah. The main event makes all the money and no one else makes anything. So in the UFC, it's, it's more of an even spread. Yes, the people on the bottom only make like 30K, which isn't great. Um, but the people up the top, they're making millions. But... It's more even spread. Yeah. Could they could they be paying getting paid more money? Yeah, they could. Well, I think everyone can agree that. Um, but I don't think it's as, as egregious yeah. as the UFC. But it's fires. not like boxing a fucking Saints giving 
the fighters all the money they deserve and then UFC is just doing nothing. Yeah, like Jake Paul's like giving his prelims like, like Jake Paul is chatting shit. Yeah. He, like the pay no one buys his pay-per-views. He's talking like he's he sells. Well, yeah, they like cancelled they cancelled his card because they didn't sell enough. Yeah, fuck it. What is he doing going to Madison Square Garden? You're not that guy, dude. Unless um, you're fighting bumping the camera. Um so yeah, yeah, unless you're fighting KSI, you're not gonna fill out a major arena. Um or an or a top professional or a top celebrity. So look I don't absolutely disagree with the fact that the UFC fighters should get paid more. I think everyone with a brain can understand that the UFC makes a shit ton of money and they could afford to pay their fighters a little bit more. However, they get, they're getting paid a lot more than the competition. And there is a pathway in which if you succeed in the UFC, you do get paid a lot of money. Yeah. If, so if you, if you just, if you're a ranked fighter and you fight three times a year, you make a great living. Yeah. So it's, look at, and I think they compare themselves to other professional I mean that, athletes. Obviously that isn't a lot of people, but yeah, but they get, it's like 15 people, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, but yeah, in, I think they're comparing themselves to other professional athletes in sports around them, like basketball, like NFL, how they make tens of millions of dollars, but it's structured so much more different. And the, the fact that the UFC is w- able to pull in weekly pay-per-view buys by consumers and is it's, pretty and it's, extraordinary. You know, basketball player, you're you're playing eighty two games a year plus playoffs. Yeah, you're fighting three times a year. Yeah, at most. So, yeah, it's a tough one, and I think, um, and I think the fighters do deserve a bit more. But I can understand Luke Rockhold's uh, sentiment. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll we'll quickly break down the card as well. Obviously, the main event, Kamara Usman versus Leon Edwards, uh, rematch. The, the la- this was the last fight Leon lost was the first fight against Usman that was seven years ago now um, he's washed who? Leon he's washed yeah he's washed well he's on a nine fight win streak now so that's pretty good for a washed that's, guy that's not bad um, but yeah I think I think Usman's due for a loss to be honest just kind of controversial he's number one pound for pound he's obviously beaten Leon before um, I don't yeah, I don't know I don't I sh- I can't imagine him losing. I've never seen him yeah, lose. Yeah, but he's he's like he's 37. He's going to lose soon. He's you know, he is. He's just father time is undefeated. You, and you think Leon, how old is Leon? He's like 30. Okay. Um and Leon's striking is very good, probably the best in the division. Um Usman is hittable. We've seen that. He's been rocked against Burns, rocked by Colby. If they can rock him, Leon can definitely hurt him. Um, and I think Leon's takedown defense has improved a lot more since the first fight because that, that's how Usman won the first fight, basically. Just took him down and held him there um, and then won a decision. But Lovely. Yeah, I, I just think it's his time, to be honest. So yeah, I think I think only Connor can dismantle Kamara. Yeah, I think that's what the UFC want. They want Kamara just to be just get declined so much that he gets to a point where Conor can defeat him. No, well, there's no point declining. Well, if he's declining, he's going to be losing. Well, no, but he'd be still a big name, so they probably want... It, but he's not really that big of a name. Yeah. Well, is talking he, about Conor, is there is there any potential? I mean, he's. I thought he broke his leg like a year ago. What, what's going on? Well, not, I don't know if he's coming back, to be honest. he He's doing an acting thing now with Jake Gyllenhaal. Why? I don't know. 
He's he's being in a remake of a boxing movie. He's starring in that, so that, I don't know how long it'll take to film that. Um, but yeah, there's no real news on when he's going to be coming back or if he is. I think he's waiting to see what happens in the title fight between Oliveira and Islam. Is he going to get that fight? Who knows? I mean, if I know money is power, but like, if Dana really gives him a title shot after flour, if Islam beats Charles, because Islam is um, Khabib's. Khabib's like right yeah. hand man, like his uh, protege or whatever. That would be. Uh, um, and then Connor comes back and beats Islam. That would be. Well, wow. Yeah, that's what Dana's dreaming of. Have has wet dreams yeah, right Dana now. Dana honestly it. does just ejaculate to the, the thought of that <laughs> and then Khabib comes out of retirement for Defa- the rematch oh God, that would be that would be like five million have we just years. entered Dana White's head right now have we just entered the metaverse and we've just I transferred think, I think, into I think Dana White might just retire if that happens after that, that, would, that oh he hasn't made could, enough money that already fight, that fight could make a billion dollars I don't know oh the rematch if he beats is right yeah I could see it Khabib Connor rematch well it, it's oh already God. It's already the most pay-per-view. It's like 600,000 buys ahead of second place. In any combat sports? Or just in UFC. In UFC. Um, so the rematch would... I think it would be bigger. Well, well, yeah, I rewatched that press conference for that fight. Oh my! The f- Connor was on fire in the press conference. I'll tell you it was, it was. It was a bit dark, though. It was, yeah, but it was very personal. That's why I liked it. It was dark. It was like... You're yeah, a but scum. His best, his You're best, a rat. His best press Ali conference is just... He's happy, but he's roasting people off the cuff. Like I know, but it was different though. It was dark. It was nasty. It was he had researched everything. He was calling <laughs> his manager a terrorist rat. I mean, it was yeah, because Ali is like a he's a sketchy bloke. Yeah, um, I think uh, he wasn't wrong. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, I just I lo- that animosity, that hatred for each other. It's so believable, and you and you want to watch because of that. I mean. You don't miss that fight if you if that happens. So, I I think Connor still wants to be. I think Connor probably does miss the, that feeling of being the top of the world and being um, Mister Untouchable. Yeah, well, he, I mean, it's, surely when Machine Gun Kelly is arcing up to you, you're, you're saying to yourself, "Man, I need to get back in that ring to prove to people that I'm the man." Um, but yeah, I, I that maybe does maybe maybe want uh, maybe I do want. Oliveira to lose now just so I can get that possibility yeah it'd be ridiculous if Dana gave Connor the title shot but still yeah, I'd want that I fight because Chandler's fighting Poirier um in MSG so you'd think that would probably be a number one contender fight but who knows Poirier Connor four <laughs> Poirier Connor four number one contender fight <laughs> let's go um but yeah so more on the card what more on the card Co-main event is Luke Rockhold making his return. Hasn't fought in three years. He looks a bit old, doesn't he? He's 37. He was a strapping fella back in the he day. He still looks sexy. Um, I don't know. He looks a bit dodge. Really? He looks a bit I think old. He looks good for a bit worse for wear. But, um, yeah, so he's taking on Paul Acosta, which is basically just the uh, the younger version of Luke Rockhold. No defense, but just great kicks. and Yeah, and just ex- extremely jacked beyond belief. Um, on roids, probably. Probably it's oh he he carries around this like big jug and he's just labeled it secret juice <laughs> because everyone's just like bro you're on steroids <laughs> so he just he just jokes about it yeah um but yeah the, Costa is coming off two losses in a row obviously title fight against Izzy and then he lost to Vittori after that mm. um but I 
Costa should win this fight realistically. I mean, Luke Rockhold has been knocked out cold in three of his last four fights, and he is 37, so that chin isn't going to improve. So if if Costa can find it, he'll probably knock him out. But Luke Rockhold is the more skilled fighter. I think that's pretty obvious. If it gets to the ground, I think Rockhold could win. Well, if Luke Rockhold probably was... I mean, on paper, when he was at the top, I mean, he was unbelievable. He beat Weidman. Um, and he, he destroyed Weidman. Yeah, I mean, his kicks were unreal, and he had great ground game. He had great grappling. He just it was an, he seemed like a complete fighter until we found out that he had zero chin and he got knocked spark out by everybody. Yeah. Um. So well, I mean, not everybody. I mean, Bisping. I mean, Bisping uh, was uh, Bisping that was, was just that was that punch was straight from God. That was like yeah. Well, story. I want, obviously you want a Bisping to win because he's a mank, but he was um. Yeah, Luke Rockhold was dominating that fight. I mean, Jesus, Bisping looked out, uh, outclass in that fight, and then he just landed one, and Rockhold got absolutely yeah. sparked and out. And then he, he obviously, Romero finished him. Yeah. But, you know, Romero is pretty beasty. And then uh, Jan Blahovic knocked him out cold as well, but that was at light heavyweight, so kind of different, but not really. Um. <laughs> he, do, he just doesn't have a chin. But if he can avoid getting hit, he can win. He can. So, and Where apparently he's been training a lot. Well, for three, why has he been out for three years? Just for because of the. Head oh, knock? I think he was like contemplating retiring, and then he didn't have any he money. He was just like, no, I, he's like a model and stuff. He, I think he makes money, but I don't know. I guess he's just wanted to come back. Yeah. Well, moving on. Uh, is there any other sort of exciting cards? Yeah, or Aldo's exciting on this fights. card as well. Um, the King of Rio, he's back fighting Marab Devalishvili. Never been the same since Connor, really? but he's... Uh, he's still pretty good. He's still pretty good, but he was, again, like he's Luke Rockhold, on another level before he got knocked Spark out. He was untouchable. Yeah, well, I mean, he became champ again after that. Yeah, but still, he he was still losing. He was a bit inconsistent, I think, in in his fights. He looked better at bantamweight, I thought. Yeah, he's at bantamweight. So, so he's, he's currently number three ranked bantamweight, so he's still right up there. Um, and he's fighting Marab, who's number six. Yeah. Um... It's really hard to say. Bantamweight is on fire right now. It's probably the best division in the UFC at the moment. Because well, uh, yeah, you can't speak out like as much as I don't enjoy it. If I speak out against Bantamweight, I'll get absolutely flamed by every UFC fan known to man because they will hate you until the dying days if you hate on Bantamweight. How can you hate on it? It's incredible right now. Well, it's obviously it's a lot of great fights at the moment. I just I just want the biggest guys to fight. I, I don't know. It's it's a bit weird. Well, because Dominic Cruz just fought Cheeto. That was yeah. Cheeto was the guy that wore the Mexican mask. Yeah. Um, so he just went, and that was there's an argument that Cheeto could get a title shot now from that fight. Well, Dominic looked better in that fight. I felt. Yeah, but he lost. I know, but Dominic does tend to get knocked out as well. He's got a bit of a weaker chin. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. So, I. But I. In, in saying. So I, what I'm saying is, I. I think. Dominic was the better fighter of the night, so I don't know if he play if he fought the other guy fought that well. But well, okay, well, well, and Aldo also has beaten Cheeto, so you'd think Aldo would be ahead of him. Um, He's a champion right now, Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy that flopped. Yeah. So the title fight coming up on the next pay per view is Aljamain versus TJ Dillashaw. Okay. Um, and then also on that card is Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley. So yeah, that, well, that Sean O'Malley is a Oh, Sean O'Malley's going to get beat, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you'd I, think... I think that's a bit too soon. Depending on that, 
if Sean O'Malley wins, they're, they're going to give him a title. Oh, shot. yeah, obviously. Um, obviously, that's unlikely. But if, if Peter Yarn wins and Aldo wins this week, I think Aldo could get the shot. Um, oh, I don't see Sean O'Malley winning that at all. Yeah, uh, he's going to get... I mean... Well, I, would, I want to see Aldo become champ again, so... I don't. What? You don't like Aldo? He's a legend. Well, I'm a Connor fan. Of course I don't like Aldo. Being a Connor fan... Uh, Connor is my favourite fighter. Yeah. Aldo has nothing to do with Connor anymore. Well, it's more sad, to be honest, but I, I like Sean O'Malley, but I'd, if, I, if I was to choose a bantamweight champion, I'm not a fan of the division, but if I was to choose one, it'd be Sean O'Malley, but I just don't see him beating Pity on at all. There's just... I, I've seen no way. Well, he, yeah. Pity, didn't Pity on beat Jose Aldo? Yeah, he did. So, yeah. If you... <laughs> he looks a bit scary, Pity on, I can't lie, even though he's small. Um, But yeah, moving on. Moving on. Um, what was after that? Oh yeah. Well, that was basically it for the sports for this week. Um, was that it? Yeah. Okay. For the card, that's okay. it. There's no no one else of relevance. Okay. Fair play. No one else matters on that card. Nope. Not even that you don't want to give any attention to a little, a little fighter, a little a little fighter that you like or. No. No. Well, I will, I'll give my prediction. I think Aldo wins because he's got gun takedown defense. Marab is like a wrestler. Um. And I think he's got better striking, so I think Aldo wins. Put your money on it, folks. So, yeah, if you want to win a lot of money, go Aldo into Costa into Edwards. That will honestly bag you a lot of money. Kind of sketchy. Or bet on the opposite and you'll make a lot of money. Nah, kind of sketchy on the co-main, though. I, would, I probably would leave that alone because, I don't know, Costa's a massive favorite well, and he could lose, so not really. Worth. Oscar here was telling me, prior to the podcast, that he had his biggest win ever of gambling. <laughs> yep. Now, he's, he's a degenerate gambler. We've no, said it on the podcast. Mul- you've said it on the podcast multiple times. I'm a he's low, a degenerate low gambler. Budget degenerate. No, gambler. hang on. He's a degenerate gambler, right? He gambles every week, no matter what, right? He just said his biggest win ever was a hundred dollars, hundred and fifteen and fifty cents. A hundred and fifteen dollars is his best ever return. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it's pretty solid. But if you're a degenerate gambler and that's your top, you're not a very good gambler, are you? No. Yeah, you are. Because no, I'm not putting. Don't on, I don't put on a lot of money to to make that much money. You have to put on a good amount of money. Not really. Yeah, really. Especially with your type of bets. You put on like 30 different multis. Exactly. So they, they're never going to win. There's a reason the odds are so high on that. Yeah, well, you should have won it once at least. Um, you don't. Then what's the point in betting it then? You're just losing money. For the chance. But you, apparently there's zero chance because you've won Well, that. there is a chance, but it's, it's completely luck-based. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, more on Oscar's gambling habit a bit later. He, he's, he's not bad when it comes to rugby league, I don't think. When it comes to UFC, he's not had the best of luck. It, it's just my experience knowing him. UFC, usually when he bets, we go out, watch a UFC fight at the pub. Usually doesn't go as planned for him. And saying that, in set of origin, didn't go that your way either. Otherwise, other, well, other you're, not gonna, the, you're not going to win every time. The right up. now I am. I'm going to reinvest that 100 and make it into 1,000. Lovely, <laughs> lovely. Um, moving on. Moving on. That's it. That's it? Unless you, uh, we want to do a debate on the... Okay, so PDs. So there's this. I, I'm not a baseball fan. I've actually quite staunchly hated no, the baseball sport. Baseball sucks. If you like it, you're a weirdo. Well, no. If you're, I think it's one of those sports like cricket. If you played it, I think you enjoy watching. I think the only people that like watching baseball played no, but, it. But I, I don't play cricket, and I can watch it. Yeah, well, I don't know, but it, I think that's sort of similar. A lot of people don't like cricket, but, but they've never played it. So, but baseball, it's like you. The ball is in play for. Th- 
two seconds every minute. Yeah, it's uh, really annoying. Uh, but to play, it'd be f- fucking fun. You just sit, you sit down, you have a chat with your mates, and then you just rock up and hit, hit balls. So it sounds fun to play, but it's just boring as hell to watch. Anyway, my, my my team, I guess, I go for San Diego team. So the San Diego Padres, they're superstar player. This guy is like the, technically he's like the Kalen Ponga. Uh, he's very flashy, very young, very good player called Fernando Tatis, who's been suspended for taking PEDs. For 80 games. Now, there's been a problem with him baseball mainly for a long time, but he's suspended for 80 games, which... How long is How many is a season? <laughs> it's like 160 games. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know. He should be out for the rest of the season. I'm not too sure. Um, but my, my point is, it sort of brought me to this, this discussion. I've heard it sort of talked about a couple of times. Is P, should PEDs be somewhat allowed in a controlled manner in the sport, in mm. sport in general? Well... If you went to school, well, at our school at least, there was a lot of debates and lectures and you talked about this in PE or whatever. Um, Physical education. Yep, yep, if you couldn't work that out. Um, but, um, yeah, my opinion is I don't think it should be allowed. I, I don't mind it if you say, away from traditional sport, we're going to just have this league where you can just go for your life, roid yourself up and do what you want. You sign a waiver. If you die, it's not our fault. Um, and just go for it. But I I like seeing sport in, in a pure form. What hard work can do for you. You know, just the average person. Dedicate your life to it. And just... Well, it's not the average person. You've got to be unbelievably gifted with uh, well, athletic gifts. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. I just don't like the idea of performance-enhancing drugs being used. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see. I'm kind of like you, but I believe it more if it's in a controlled manner. If there are certain, obviously, strong. I don't, I'm not obviously well versed in it, but it, if there's strong amount of steroids where you have to take a needle in the fucking ass, I think that sort of steroids shouldn't be allowed in professional sports. However, if there's supplements that this, I think Fernando, I think it was a tablet or something that like a steroid supplement. I, I'm not too sure. But if it's a supplement, like a tablet, um, I don't think it should be this way. And I think it depends on the sport as well. If it's in a contact sport, I don't think it should be allowed. Like in the UFC, I don't think steroids should be allowed. However, yeah, it, if like if you give someone extra strength or whatever, however, you could kill them. However, in a sport like baseball, I could argue that it makes it much better viewing for the for the viewer if the person's on, if the batter's on steroids and he can yonk it. 500 meters you know yeah i mean better viewing but that's i guess you can make that argument with every sport um well not for like combat sports because it's dangerous to the um but it's still dangerous to in baseball is it well if you if you can throw it faster you can injure players but they have a strike zone though in a strike zone so if you hit the player then they there's a deterrent in not hitting a player you've got to hit the the Pitchers have got to hit a specific area outside the body. Yeah, well, there's still human error. Um, it's very unlikely, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think it's weird. And also, it's some players may not want to do it, and then it gets to the stage where if you're not taking steroids, which is bad for you, not healthy, you can't be a professional athlete anymore. Yeah. Which I think is wrong. Well, what about recreational drug use? Should you see that often it's banned as well. See, I'm more, I think mm. it should be allowed. 
Nah. Especially if it's legal. It's, what it's, if, what's, it's, it's a bad... You're, if you're a professional athlete, you're a role model for kids. Uh, and doing recreational drugs. Maradona's a role model. Whatever, you know, whatever cocaine Whatever you... Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's good. I, I whatever, just, whatever, you know, doing recreational drugs or whatever, that's your cho- choice as an adult. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. But I don't think advertising that to the youth is good because... Well, it's not in advertising. My opinion, well, it, it basically is advertising. Because in my opinion, like, I don't know, doing... I guess weed, like doing weed's fine. I don't really care about that. But anything else, I would be like, you know, it's probably probably bad. Well, you. say if you're in California, right? If you play for the Lakers or something and you decide to smoke marijuana, it's legal. It Like, say... Yeah, but they, the they do... All the NBA, NBA players do smoke. But that's the thing. But in the off-season, but in the, during the season, they can't. So my point is... How is it any... It's saying like a place where it's... Obviously, when it's legalized, you don't want to be doing something illegal. But in a place where it's legalized, and I don't think... I don't see it any different to alcohol. Yeah, well, yeah. But I just said weed but I can but live with. Okay, so if it's weed, but if it's something... But um, like cocaine, I don't think that should be allowed. Yeah. Well, it, technically, it kind of is allowed. Why? Because in the... Well, the NRL, it, if Kalen and... Uh, well, yeah, you're allowed to do it once. So... It's a it's very lenient. Pick in your me. time. You got one one opportunity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to pick your spur of the moment <laughs> just to give you that extra energy boost. Like just in half time, just be like oh, I got to get ready for second half of the grand final. Yeah, and this if, is my time to take. And it. if they outlaw drug tests, you might be able to do it more often. So well, yeah. Um. So yeah, in that sort of discussion, I don't think it's absolutely terrible if you do um, recreational. Dr- I, the thing is, you shouldn't be able to. Um, I don't think it should be supported, but I don't think it should be persecuted as heavily as it is. Maybe fined, but I don't think it should be. Um, oh. oh, and counselling. Maybe you get counselling and fined. I, I don't think it's. But it it's, should be but, a. But then you're suspension. just going to do it again. Not if you get. You don't think counselling would work, or counselling would work, or therapy. I don't know th- to get you like, over the drug it's like, problem. It's not like they're meant. It's not a drug problem. They're doing it for fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get my point. I, I just think that it's. I don't think it's as serious as, um, or it should be taken as seriously by these independent sort of NRL commissions or whatever they call them. Um, and it's persecuted extremely heavily, in my opinion. I I think it's fair. Because if you're a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, and you see Kalen Pong has done cocaine, he's already done does that, cocaine, and then he, you think, okay, well, that's what you do when you're an adult, you do cocaine. Well, you've seen it. Does that mean you are? Inc- do you watch Caleb Pong? You're inclined to do it. Well, I'm an adult, but I I think that's I overblown. Have, I already have a functioning. I brain. know, but I think that's overblown. I don't think kids look at. I don't think most kids would do that, but I think there's some that would. They, oh, Caleb Pong did it. It's so cool. I, yeah. Really? I, that's I what don't. you do when you when you're a kid. You do what your role models do. Mm, wait, well, I mean, should Caleb Pong? If it's your be parents, your... if it's your, as I see a lot of kids whose parents smoke, they start smoking. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but I don't know. It, it, just the purity of sport back in the day when you had Diego Maradona, George Best got on the piss every night. Yeah, we weren't alive then. Yeah, I know, we but... We don't know what it was like. Yeah, but it was very pure. You got paid shit, but you were supported by thousands of fans daily. You know, it was just... You went out on the town, nobody cared. Like, nowadays, I mean, I know... Yeah, Kay- I, I don't mind if you go out. But, well, it's you're ostracized if, if you go out. I mean... Um, not Kay- really. Well, Caelan Pong in certain situations. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. I just it's more of the trajectory of sport in general. I think we take it a bit too seriously when you get all these sports scientists involved and it's I know you're doing it to get a competitive edge, but everything I feel like is a comp- to get a competitive edge and it loses the spirit of sport. When you're constantly for testing for something. Like in basketball or in uh football, when you do an unbelievable goal or you do something miraculous on a pitch, you're automatically drug tested. Like yeah, I think that's, that's out that's of hand. You should be drug tested. I don't know. Otherwise, you could just be cheating. Uh, well, but it's always an assumption. Like, oh, if you did this, you you must be cheating. If it's you score this unbelievable it's not an goal, assumption. it's like we're just going to check if you are or not. I don't just know. fair. I just if you don't check, people are going to cheat. I don't know. It, it just seems a bit harsh to me. I I, I don't know. It's just harsh. Like just how constant the sort of emphasis on not taking drugs. Now, obviously, if you're taking steroids, it's bad. But yeah, look, I, I don't think it's the end of the world if you take recreational drugs in the well, in the sports world. Because most, it, pe- most, I mean, it, it is against the law as a as I know, one but thing. A lot of adults do it though, and they don't get yeah, anything. But that's just it's just the way of the world. Just the way it is. It's mate. A, well, technically, they what they do but is I a think job. those adults would trade. A night of cocaine to be a professional athlete. Yeah, well, it, you could, or you could also flip the coin and say, well, it's the same job profession as anything else, but we're judged on a different level. We're judged. We're, we're yeah, you are judged on a different level because you make more money. Well, not necessarily. If you're a Wall Street banker, you know, you probably make more money. Yeah. So look, at right. the end of the day, it, it's a debate topic in terms of should steroids be allowed. I'm probably closer to you on it. However, I think there is a world in which a controlled way uh, could succeed. But in saying, and you, you suggested a co- separate league for people that take steroids. I don't know. I think that would just, I think that would sort of uh, starve the other league. To be honest with you, well, it wouldn't be as good. It's like watch is the content. It, w- it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, but I don't think many people would do, go to it. I think it would more just be a meme thing where you just see like elephants just because <laughs> you see like in the bodybuilding contest there's some contests where they allow steroids and some that don't yeah well who which ones do you remember the ones that don't that allow steroids mate that's where my knowledge starts and ends well yeah i mean i don't know it, but like i mean the f- famous bodybuilders arnie was on steroids ronnie coleman was on steroids jay color was on steroids so you don't know any of those guys <laughs> but um yeah I think a separate leagues doesn't really work and it showed in uh, bodybuilding. But anyway, I think that's the uh, end of the podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I can't wait for this weekend of sport. Can't wait to watch Man United lose to Liverpool at home. Uh, but Casemiro's coming. Yeah, Kuhn. Casemiro's coming. He's t- coming for the money solely, but uh, we got him coming. So, And support the protests, all right? Go out there. What 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 would your Why suggested action? Yeah, what would your suggestive action action be to protesters in Old Trafford? If you it, okay, I'll, fra- buy, I'll, buy I'll frame it like this: You're at the front. There's a massive horde of Manchester United fans in front of you, right? You're outside Old Trafford. You're giving a speech. What do you say? I say, what's a, what's a what's a what's a button? Uh. All right. Okay. <laughs> Ready? I want you to start your speech now. Come on. What's your speech to your Manchester United? Ladies and gentlemen. um, Men of Knox. (laughs) 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 um, You know, our our club is run 
by fools, okay? We need to take this time to stand up and show them that this is not good enough. For we are Man United and we are built on success. Now fuck these Glazers, all right? We haven't won in 10 years. Now, it's probably gonna be at least another 10 how long this rebuild's gonna take, but let's start it now. And maybe our kids will see some success. It's probably over for us, but maybe our kids can see some. So everybody, get your pitchforks, get some fire, and let's burn this place down. <laughs> yeah! Wow, that was inspirational. That was it. That is a TikTok clip right there. That is, uh, th that's a clip that's going everywhere. That's going viral. That that is. Wow, I would probably. You're gonna be the voice that'll, that'll of be, Man United be one fans. One of the more you don't even watch the things. games, and you're gonna be the voice of all Man United fans. I'm gonna sit there, most jealous guy ever, just watching yeah, you take all the credit. One of the more embarrassing clips to go viral, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's what we go viral about. Just that <laughs> that sole clip. Um, well, well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, support the protest. Um, have a good Most week. importantly, support the channel. Support the, yeah. Well. With a fat subscribe. A, f a fat, what's the difference between a fat and skinny subscribe? No difference. No difference Just at all. Just adjectives in that. And that. No, it is, bruv. In it, fam. Yeah. Done out. What? Done out. All right, thanks. She's looking lang, bruv. Okay, that's enough. Thanks to the <laughs> Not man. Not looking good, bruv. Thanks to the man, Not them, for good. watching. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>